You're listening to The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show on Anchor FM. I'm Garrett Ashley Mullet, and I want to talk about everything. Remind them of these things, and charge them before God not to quarrel about words, which does no good, but only ruins the hearers. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. But avoid irreverent babble, for it will lead people into more and more ungodliness, and their talk will spread like gangrene. Among them are Hymenaeus and Philetus, who have swerved from the truth, saying that the resurrection has already happened. They are upsetting the faith of some. But God's firm foundation stands, bearing this seal. The Lord knows those who are his, and let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. Welcome back to the Garrett Ashley Mullet Show. This is Garrett Ashley Mullet, and you are listening to the podcast where we talk about everything. This is episode 116 of season 3, 181 of the Garrett Ashley Mullet Show. August 2nd, Monday, August 2nd, 2021. You know, it's interesting. I was thinking over the weekend as I was explaining to a James Everett, who we had over with his wife and their children, their two sons and a daughter, about my podcast. And he has a podcast, and so I've got that subscribed to now, and I plan to listen to his episodes Date But Don't Sin is what his uh, platform is called. But we're talking back and forth about the podcasting thing, and I'm trying to explain kind of the history, the backstory of how it is that I came to podcasting. And what's interesting is, as I'm thinking about this, I started really back in 2018, First episode, at least on my spreadsheet, is June 8th, 2018. And three years on, I took a a big hiatus in between, but picked back up October of 2020. And so that span of time between, there's a lot of life that happened that there was no podcasting going on to capture and by contrast, since the 1st of January 2021, I've recorded quite a lot of content. Just about every other day, I've had a podcast episode. Some weeks, I'm recording an episode every single day, but I've got about half as many podcast episodes for this year uh, as there are days in um the rearview mirror. So why is that? And is that such a good thing? You know, you look at what it is that Paul has to say to Timothy here. He says, remind them of these things, not to quarrel about words, which does no good, but only ruins the hearers. Do your best to present yourself as one approved to God, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth, but avoid irreverent babble. 
remind them of these things, not to quarrel about words, for one, to be a worker who doesn't need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth, avoiding irreverent babble. There's a lot here about what it is that we are saying and how it is that we're talking and how it is that we're communicating. There's a lot here that we do well to think about, and not just in the context of podcasting or blogging before that. Our everyday communication with family, friends, coworkers, neighbors, strangers. What is it that we're communicating? And are we communicating in a way that we can look back on, we can replay the tape and not be embarrassed by Last night was the first session of a training which will be going through August and I do believe the next four or five months besides. It'll be more intensive in August and then after that it'll settle more into a uh, a lower key pattern. But this training is being held by Paul Pavlik, Mike Bonnell, pastors of Summit View Community Church, and me and several other men were invited, and we accepted the invitation to receive this training. And so we're talking about how to prepare a sermon, and we're talking about next week how to deliver a sermon. And then we're going to go from talking about how to prepare and deliver a sermon into actually doing it because it's one thing to prepare it, it's quite another to deliver, it's one thing to prepare and deliver, but it's quite another to do so in a way that is excellent, that rightly handles the word of truth. And so part of the conversation between two of the other men in this training, Keel Rogers, Taylor Cross, myself, part of the conversation last night, about halfway through, settled on, improving. And Taylor said something that really stuck with me about how he heard this advice once upon a time that if you want to get better at communicating, or if you want to prepare really well for communicating to a group, videotape yourself giving the message you're hoping to give. Videotape yourself giving that message and then watch back over that videotape. And for one, that'll be very humbling because you'll realize all of a sudden that you say a lot of uh and um and you do weird things with your hands sometimes and you touch your face and you make weird faces and you you do things that are distracting from what it is that you're trying to say. And then once you try to stop doing those things, that's when you start to realize things you never knew about yourself. And yet, what should we say? And I, you know, I've had this experience with podcasting when I was doing the YouTube thing. I had that same experience with doing the YouTube thing, with writing also, where sometimes when you look back on your earlier work, it can be disheartening. And you can ask yourself, why in the world did I let that see the light of day? That, ugh, you know. That was embarrassing. I shouldn't have published that maybe, or maybe I shouldn't be publishing what I'm publishing now. You know, what in the the world am I thinking? 
But the flip side is that there is a kind of humbling aspect to doing it anyways and just accepting, just embracing the fact that this is not perfect, this is not sufficient. That was one thing I really appreciated that Paul said. He said it's pretty regular, pretty normal for him to deliver a sermon on a Sunday morning and come away feeling entirely inadequate. Well, he is, except by God's grace. And that's the big idea here. You read Paul's letter to Timothy. He says, remind them of these things, charge them before God not to quarrel about words, which does no good, but only ruins the hearers. Paul having to tell Timothy to tell these folks not to quarrel about words is another way of saying that they were. They were quarreling about words, and it was fruitless. It was not productive. It was ruining their testimony, their fruitfulness. It was ruining their joy. It was ruining their fellowship. Not doing any good, but also actively doing harm. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. So you should not be ignorant. You should not be just throwing things out there from your imagination alone. There is a place for imagination and being creative. But you need to study and you need to know what is true, not just whatever pops into your head. This is one of the big concerns with Pentecostalism, with charismatic theology, Christian life and thought. I say concern because sometimes what pops into our head is not a word from the Lord. Sometimes what we really feel in our heart of hearts is not from God. And if we have not studied, as Paul writes to Timothy here, if we have not done our best to present ourselves to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, we might be ashamed of ourselves when the replay is played. We may come to regret some of the things that we said. Rightly handling the word of truth is worthwhile as a pursuit. I'm really excited to be in on this training program because as far as I can tell, that's what it's about. That's what the big idea is, not just delivering a message. That is easily enough taught. But are you rightly handling the word of truth? And I was talking with J.P. Chavez on the way back from training last night because we carpooled together over to Summit View and obviously had to carpool back. And we're talking about it, and I told him, I said, you know, even if this doesn't translate into getting up on a Sunday morning, preaching from the pulpit, think about what it is that we're doing with trying to disciple our children. I've got seven with an eighth on the way. How am I handling the word of truth? How am I communicating with them? Am I saying things that are true, that are good, that are clear? Am I being clear? 
am I mixing in some untruths with the truths? And am I conveying to my children a personal humility, which is both a good example for them to follow and also an invitation if I am in error for them to respectfully point that out to me. And so far as I can get better at doing all of the above there, I'm excited about getting into this class and thinking more intentionally about it. I'm excited about doing my best and then having that critiqued in a constructive way. Hey, you know what? This isn't the strongest point that you made there. Or I don't think that's what the text is saying. Or you're doing this distracting thing. This phrase, this motion, this what have you. It's going to pull attention away from the main idea, the main thrust of the argument. I'm excited about a group of godly men who love Jesus, who love their families, who love God's word, who love the church, listening and giving me feedback in those areas. Because I feel like I've, I've been trying to pursue that more or less on my own, inviting individuals here and there to weigh in. Hey, what do you think of this? Very often getting variations on, oh, I liked it. Which, you know, it's hard to know where to go with, oh, I liked it. Well, what did you like about it? Or what did you not like about it? Tell me what you didn't like about it. <clears throat> more to the point. Well, I disagreed with X, Y, Z. You, you don't get that kind of feedback very often. But I expect to in this workshop, training program, whatever you want to call it. And I'm excited about that because communication is so absolutely critical. It's critical for the sake of those we are communicating with. And it's also critical for our own sakes. It affects each one of us if we communicate less well than we could. It affects our relationship with God. It affects our relationship with one another, with the truth, with life. If we can communicate more clearly and really know what it is that we are communicating, well, then maybe it's like looking in a mirror. Before you go out, you look at yourself in the mirror. You realize that your hair is a mess. You're wearing a shirt that has ketchup stains on it. You've got crusty eye boogers on the corners of your eyes. You catch things like that, and then you correct them. Hey, you know what? I look like I could use a nap. Or, hey, you know what? I look like I could use some sun. Or, hey, you know what? I need to put on a clean shirt and brush my teeth and comb my hair. Now, obviously, there's a little more to what Paul is talking about with Timothy than just that. But what is he saying when he says, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed? He says, no need to be ashamed. That's talking about putting your foot in your mouth, saying things that are not true, saying clumsily things that are true in a way that 
is unworthy of the gravity of the statement. That's what he's talking about. There's a kind of selfish motive embedded here in that nobody likes to be embarrassed. If we want to not be embarrassed, though, we have to be intentional about it. We have to pay close attention to what it is that we're putting out there. How are we handling ourselves? Well, for one thing, we should avoid irreverent babble, for it will lead people into more and more ungodliness, and their talk will spread like gangrene. What is irreverent babble? Talking about nothing. I had to smile last night. Paul said something to the effect of, you know, you can get too broad where you want to talk about everything. And I smiled real big, and I was waiting for somebody to catch on that, hey, wait a second. My podcast, by the way, <laughs> in case you didn't know, which I think he does, I get what he was saying. I'm, I'm not offended. But that's just it. I mean, if we get up there and we're just nihilistic about it, where we don't believe that this time is sacred on a Sunday morning behind the pulpit, then we are going to say things which are irreverent, which are unholy, which are ungodly, which are unwise, which are unhelpful, which are unkind. Because if it doesn't really matter, then what's the difference? What's the point of trying to say something that is kind and true and holy and righteous and helpful if it's not being evaluated? Our attitude towards God, whether we believe that God is listening, watching, weighing and measuring our hearts, whether others can be positively affected, negatively affected, influenced for better or worse toward greater godliness, more fruitfulness. Whether we believe that or not will affect how we prepare, how we handle the truth. We should avoid irreverent babble. Irreverent babble. That's the opposite of talking about everything. That's talking about nothing. Just talk, 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 talk. What are you saying? Nothing. Just exercising my lungs, my tongue, saying wicked things just because they're ridiculous and they're absurd. I do, in some measure, enjoy absurdities, but only when those absurdities are designed to scratch the surface on some concealment of the truth, which we have grown accustomed to and have stopped noticing. When an absurdity points to a sober reality, I like absurdities. When we take something too seriously, which we ought not to, and it really is a form of vanity, pride, arrogance, conceit on our part, I like absurdity for its ability to humble us. That was one of the things we talked about last night as well. And that's one thing that John Piper writes about in The Supremacy of God in Preaching, which is one of the books or one of the resources which we are going through as part of this training. I read the book last week. Whatever my differences with Piper on politics, which are real and definite, he wrote a good book. It's a good book on preaching, the supremacy of God in preaching. And 
he has a section or two in there on jokes. Should we tell jokes in a sermon? And more or less, the answer is no. Don't try to work in a joke to break tension. Levity is not necessarily a bad thing sometimes, but don't try to be funny when we should be handling this in a sober-minded way, this truth. We should be reverent towards God and not engaging in irreverent babble. We should avoid irreverent babble. We should avoid talking in such a way that conveys that we have forgotten God, that we have no fear of God. But if something funny happens, you happen to draw attention to it, and you're willing to laugh, that's fine. But don't be trying to work some jokes in there. This is not comedy hour. Avoid irreverent babble, for it will lead people into more and more ungodliness, and their talk will spread like gangrene. So we start talking in a nihilistic way, like nothing matters, like who cares, being absurd. Pretty soon, we're acting the same way. We're acting like nothing really matters. It's all a joke. There are no heroes, just those of us with high hopes. Their talk will spread like gangrene. It seems as though this word picture is supposed to make us think in terms of infection. An infection doesn't take hold and manifest itself the very instant a wound occurs or the very instant a wound is dirtied, not cleaned. It takes time for you to see an infection growing. So what is it that you do when you get a cut? Let's say it's a nasty cut. You clean the wound. You dress the wound. You try to protect that wound from getting dirt and other contaminants in it. You check it regularly. Make sure that it's keeping clean until everything has closed up, sealed up. Otherwise, you might lose a limb. You might die. Gangrene can be deadly. That's the kind of sober-minded attitude we should have towards our speech, towards the truth. I don't want to talk in a nihilistic way and in a hopeless way, in a casual way where I just throw these things out there and whatever happens, happens. You tear someone down, oh well. You kick against the goad with regards to what is really true because you just don't like it and this is a form of rebellion. Eh, whatever. Who cares? No, it's irreverent babble. Don't do that. There is a God in heaven whom our speech, as well as our conduct, should demonstrate a healthy, respectful, reverent fear of. So we should study. We should double-check our math. We should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry, as we read in James. We should bridle the tongue by God's grace, with God's help. We should be self-controlled. We should be sober-minded. For our adversary, the devil goes about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We should fear the Lord, and that should affect the way we handle the truth. 
That's all I've got for this episode. As always, thank you for listening. And until next time, God bless. You've been listening to The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show on Anchor FM. For more content like what you just heard, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Also check out thegarrettashleymulletshow.com to subscribe to email alerts when new episodes are published. As always, you can reach me with any comments, questions, complaints, objections, or insights at garrettashleymullet at protonmail.com.